to episode six of Jedi Master Class. I am your Jedi Master and host, Ben, and today I am joined by our lovely, wonder well, not so wonderful. Yes, keep going, keep going. Not, not so wonderful. What? Padawan. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> We're joined by our wonderful Padawan, Miranda. That's me. We're going to talk about Star Wars. Weird. Not something I would have expected for this podcast. No, totally out of the <laughs> blue, totally straight from left field. I always think it's funny when you say we're joined today by Miranda, like uh, some days you're not joined by Miranda. <laughs> yeah, so, gosh, dang, dude. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the second half of The Phantom Menace, which is... A movie. Not everyone's favorite. No, that's true. I was enjoying this movie until I watched it five times in a row. Well, maybe you shouldn't watch it five <laughs> times in a row. Well, I watched it every time we were like, hey, we should record this weekend. Ooh. And then we yeah, did then it. Got, and then I got sick and then like stuff came up and then like we were going to watch it. So <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to age the podcast a little bit. It's January. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy belated birthday, Ben. Thank you. Yeah, yesterday was my birthday. Um, it's 40 years old. Yeah. I've got one foot in the grave. I can't <laughs> keep saying that. My friend gets mad at me. Um, <laughs> I tell everybody that I'm halfway to 50. Oh. It's like the that. truth. <laughs> I know. I, I had the realization that I'm closer to 40 than, obviously, like, I've been closer to 40 for a while than, like, the day that I was born. It really hit me last week. I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Sometimes I think about the fact that I still have about 60 more years to live. Oh, <laughs> I joked that I was having a midlife crisis a couple weeks ago, and then I realized that I'm not going to die at 40-something, probably, <laughs> so I've decided I'm having a quarter-life crisis. I'm pretty sure that's a thing people are saying now. Yeah, I yeah, I think so. I think it's pretty common, but yeah, like I was going to buy a PS5. Shouldn't. <laughs> I didn't, but I was like, I, I'm going to buy a PS5, and then... Uh, I went into work and they were all sold out. And I was like, it's a sign. <laughs> I'm not going to buy one. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. <laughs> but no. So Miranda has watched this movie five times. Partially because every time we talked about recording, like I would get sick. I only have, I got sick once. Uh, I got sick <laughs> or just like things came up. We've been planning to record this since before Christmas. So yeah, you know, the, the plan was, doing... the plan was. <laughs> The plan was to record it like the weekend before Miranda came down for Christmas. We were planning on oh, recording coming yeah, up for Christmas because I'm in Alaska. We like and like we talked about like we were super excited to record together in person for the first time ever because Miranda was going to be home for Christmas and it didn't happen. <laughs> Not neither of us. <laughs> neither of us were surprised. We talked about doing it, and then like the night that they, her and Christopher were leaving, it was hey, we were gonna record, and both of us go, yeah, we didn't have faith in that happening. So, <laughs> so I assume you watched it like around Christmas time when you were here. I watched it like at the beginning of December, and then like a week after that, and then maybe two weeks after that, and then like and then you're here for Christmas, and then you watched Christmas. it afterwards <laughs> for la for like the weekend before this one it's okay we're doing it now yeah <laughs> good job us hey go us we, we we did it we made it so we last left off anakin last our off. boy with an i boy boy with an i yeah b-o-i that's how we say boy in this house <laughs> anakin won the pod race he had never finished a pod race before he beat the person that always came in first. He surprised everyone. It was a real shock. Miranda's making shocked faces, but none of you can see them. <laughs> I'm in a very dancey mood right now. Maybe one day you'll be able to see our faces, but not today. Yeah, someday we'll do. We'll record our faces and we'll post them to the internet. Anyways, back to your recap. Anakin wins the race. Everyone is surprised. So the reason why we care that Anakin wins is because Qui-Gon bet 
everything on Anakin winning this race. He bet their ship. He bet all of his money in the hopes to get a new engine or a new hyperdrive so they can make it to Coruscant because Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are tasked with safely bringing Queen Amidala to Coruscant. So we're going to pick up right after the race ends. Qui-Gon goes to collect his winnings. Waddles, uh, the blue fairy. Waddo. He tries to say, nope, you cannot take Annie. It was unfair. You cheated. Yeah. And you can't take the winnings. And what does Qui-Gon say? He says, all right, well, if you want, we can settle this with the huts. We'll get Jabba involved. Watto does not like that nope. because he knows that if he does not pay his winnings, well, his losings, Qui-Gon's winnings, uh, he'll be in major trouble with the huts and could end up very dead. Qui-Gon runs off to go tell Annie the special news that he's going to take him away. Unfortunately, he did not get to take his mother. My ship from last episode along with him. Yes, Qui-Gon and Shmi. Literally, there's a scene where Qui-Gon puts his hand on her shoulder and rubs it with his thumb and is like comforting her. That's my ship. <laughs> so Miranda ships Annie's mom with Qui-Gon. I do. <laughs> I just think they'd be really good friends, um, friends. companions. Compadres, just say it. Just say it. Lovers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but instead, she just lets him take her son, which at first I was like, who just who does that? You met this man like five seconds ago, and you're just gonna let him take your eight-year-old son. But then I was like, they're also slaves, so Yeah, from from the mom's point of view, <laughs> from the mom's point of view, um, she's helping free her son from slavery and giving him a better life. Yeah. Probably won't like this, but we learn later that Anakin is very old for, and like, same same with Luke, right? Like, Luke was old for becoming a Jedi, for learning to become a Jedi. It is normal for the Jedi to come take babies slash toddlers from their family and bring them to, like, the Jedi Temple where they train them to be Jedi. Not a fan. Even in <laughs> Avatar, okay, they wait until they're 16. Nope. To start training them. Nope. Anyways, before Annie leaves with Qui-Gon, he promises his mother that he's going to come back and save her one day. And she's like, don't come back. I think he's going to do it. How are they going to know? No How are they going to know? Who's going to know? How would they know? <laughs> I'm sure we're not quoting that right at all. We've got the spirit of the message. So Qui-Gon and Annie are getting towards the ship. And all of a sudden, we have this speeder barreling towards them. And Qui-Gon turns around and tells Anakin to drop. There are so many like jokes and memes about this. Because that character does not know who Anakin is, right? Like, doesn't know that he's a Jedi. Like, doesn't know, like, any of this because he's not a Jedi yet. And he was just ready to run over a child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, wow. He was like, he was ready to like hit the, like he was, he was going to hit the kid. He was going to flip front flip off. And then he was going to kill the old man. And like, well, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but if he would have killed that kid, uh, it would have solved a lot of problems for himself. But alas, it wasn't meant to be. Would it have solved problems for himself? He still would have had to go fight them the second time. Future problems. We have this, random man dressed in black with a red lightsaber satan has entered the chat satan has entered the chat this is the character that um when miranda and i did our introduction episode miranda talked about how she just like remembers and like pictures this like guy with like a like a satan red devil face that's who <laughs> we're dealing with right now what i have a question his name is, you corrected me and said his name is Darth Maul, but yeah. I kept calling him Darth Small. Small? Yeah. Is there no. a Darth Small? Nope. Is there a Darth S anything? Sidious. No. Hmm. Maybe I was just always <laughs> wrong about Darth Maul's name. 
<laughs> yeah, Darth Maul, M A U L, not M A L L. S M O L, small. Small. Darth. Darth Smolder. Darth Small. <laughs> yeah. So no, not not small. Maul, M A U L, not M A L L. Although people do make jokes with his name all the time. I want to see all these jokes that you talk about because I don't know them. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll be able to actually fully immerse myself into the fandom. <laughs> uh, so there's this there's this YouTube channel that I watch called Game Grumps where they play video games together. And um, so Danny and Aaron were playing Mario Maker together. And Aaron went on this Yoda Eight. rampage where he just pretended to be Yoda. Oh. Which Miranda hates. Not interested. <laughs> so he was just doing funny. He was just doing a funny voice, but he was saying he was telling a bunch of jokes. So we have, where does Vader buy all of his designer shoes? Vans. At the Darth Mall. Uh... Uh, there's better <laughs> jokes, I promise. <laughs> but that one's funny uh, and relevant to what we were talking about. <laughs> Good. So anyways, epic fight. Darth Maul tries to get 10 points and then gets into an epic fight with Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon tells Anakin to get onto the ship. They run and uh, he tells Anakin to take off. But then Obi-Wan already knew. So he like runs in the cockpit and he's like, take off. So they start taking off and we see Qui-Gon and Darth Maul fighting on the sands of Tatooine. Qui-Gon does a cool flip and lands on the the boarding ramp of the spaceship. They get him inside and they take off. Before we move on from this fight, in a previous episode, I said, did they not have fight choreographers? Uh-huh. This was like the first movie that they had an actual fight choreographer. Which is good because... Like that's that fight is like very like minimal and like doesn't last very long, which like most fights don't last very long, right? You're not sword fighting or having a lightsaber duel for six hours. You're you're trying to kill people pretty quick. Your goal is to yeah. not hit a lightsaber, your goal is to hit vital organs. Um, but that's interesting. I have some information about this fight choreographer. Ooh. So first off, George Lucas mimic or he modeled the other fighting off of fencing, mm. which I feel like makes sense with the whole just we're gonna tap. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about fencing, but you know, right? But the, we're gonna we're gonna stand here and we're gonna tap our lightsabers to each other. Yeah. But then he hired this guy named Nick Gillard, who, fun fact, left military school to join the circus. Oh. <laughs> um, but he invented new fighting the fighting they do with lightsabers is a whole amalgamation of a bunch of different types of sword fight it's not any one thing so i'm going to list off a bunch of sword fightings and i only know one of these okay names uh by the way i'm getting this from vulture.com so i'm really digging into my research here with these articles <laughs> but <laughs> it's heavily influenced with from kendo no idea what that is sounds cool martial arts and then it has other styles, including rapier, which I've heard before because it's a theater thing or used a lot in theater, samurai, and even tennis and tree chopping. Interesting. So if you're ever wondering about fighting in Star Wars, there you go. I just told you. Um, That's actually really interesting. And I did not know that. That's like one of my favorite things about our dynamic, right? I know Star Wars stuff. I can tell you useless lore from stuff that doesn't matter, that doesn't affect almost anything in the movie. It, like, <laughs> it affects like the two-minute clip where they were walking through a bar, but like that's all that matters. <laughs> I'll point him out in the next movie, but there's a character in the bar that um, is talking to one of our one of the characters. I know what happens to him. Why? Wow. I don't know. There's no reason for me to know. Uh, but I do. And that's one of my favorite dynamics about this is like, I know completely useless Star Wars trivia and like movies and stuff like that. And then you come in with your like, oh, 
I have a theater background and I like have a degree. And let me tell you about how the sword fighting came into play from Star Wars. And I'm like, I just watched them hit sticks together for fun. <laughs> well, if you're wondering what, what it looks like from a script point, uh, George Lucas just writes, and then they have an epic fight, seven minutes. And Gillard just has to figure something out. And he says he loves it. So That's awesome. <laughs> he also has a cameo in one of the movies. Oh, really? If you're wondering. He's a character in one of the movies. Oh, he's just like a random Jedi. Cool. Anyways, that's uh, that's fighting in Star Wars. That's actually really interesting. Um, that's my favorite thing when you say that. <laughs> what? That's actually really that's interesting. That's actually really interesting. I'm like, yes. <laughs> no, it is. Like, I won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did, you did win. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I would not have known that he created a style of like sword fighting like obviously like i knew that he has like martial arts background or like something because i've like watched like behind the scenes stuff like i would have i would have never known that um it was a mix of kendo tree chopping tennis and sword fighting samurai but anyways so they take off they're all checking on qui-gon and he mentions that you know it's a it's a sith and at this point the Jedi think the Sith are extinct, so it's like a it's like a big deal that he finds that out. So back on the ship, we get this really awesome, awkward scene between Annie and Padme. Padme receives a distress call from like her dude on the ground, and part of me wondered if it was fake, or you know, like in horror movies when the killer forces the victim to write a letter. Yeah, that's how I felt with this guy's message. Because he was just like, you got to come back. Everybody's dying. <laughs> right. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are both like, yeah, um, we're not doing that. But you have this scene where An- or Annie's like sitting over in the corner and Padme walks over to him and, you know, making him warm. And he gives her a little gift and she says, oh, I could never forget you. And he says, I have feelings for you, but and she's like, yeah, you missed your mother. And I was just like, I don't like this. Just leave him alone. <laughs> You're 20 and he's five, so She's please 14. separate. She's 14 and he's nine. <laughs> no, she's 20 and he's five. <laughs> but I will inform you right now that this dynamic and the uncomfortableness of me feeling it has affected my prediction for the end of this episode. All right. I mean, I'm excited. So we get to Coruscant and... Everyone kind of goes their separate ways. The delegates from Naboo are going to the Senate to try and uh, receive any form of help that they can. And the Jedi are going to the Jedi Temple to let the Jedi know that the Sith are back. And um, they are going to present Anakin to the Jedi Council. So we meet Senator Palpatine Mm -hmm. in this scene. And the first time I heard his name, I thought, that sounds like an evil person. So they meet with Senator Palpatine. Seems questionable. He's a happy old man. No, he's not. I don't like him. He's kind of creepy. <laughs> yep. No tracks. We also meet the Supreme Chancellor, but nobody cares about him. He kind of gets just thrown off to the side two seconds later. So <laughs> Supreme Chancellor Valorum. We go into... Queen Amidala's little space and they have a conversation, Senator Palpatine and her have a conversation about what's going down, how they're going to manipulate the council. How they're going to manipulate the Senate to side with them on their plight. Yep. And he tells her that she should vote for no confidence in Supreme in Chancellor. Yeah. So in the Senate <clears throat> or not the Supreme Chancellor? It's in, uh, yeah, the Supreme Chancellor. So, no, not the same thing. She votes. So, yeah, he tells, he kind of, he starts planting seeds to um, get Supreme Chancellor Valorum out of power. Uh, And by, by doing that, hoping to become the Supreme Chancellor himself. This scene where Queen Amidala is in front of the council and all the other senators Mm -hmm. and all those people. Yeah, the giant building. Throughout the movie, we're kind of given like an emotionless mask to Queen Amidala. Mm -hmm. 
but in this scene i love it you see how much pain she's in you see how much she how much she cares for her people which Mm -hmm. i think is um just gives you a lot of not character development but tells you a lot about her character yeah she talks about how like her people are dying and no one's doing anything about it to help them and she gives a vote of no confidence which kind of just the entire senate just kind of loses it and starts like cheering and you can see this like look go over valorum's face where he's like i'm done like i'm finished like there's nothing i can do here I was confused if people were excited or if people were mad that she was doing it. Does everybody just hate him? I think it was a mixture of both, right? Unlike real world politics, there's not like a left and a right. It's just every man for himself. Not every man for himself. There's definitely like parties, but it's not like, I mean, you have an entire galaxy of people. They're going to kind of break off into their own little like clusters and so there are people that are happy about it and there's people that probably liked valorum that wanted him to stay so it was just like a lot of yelling and chanting and whatever makes sense sure the federation is not happy that he's gone nope probably not so we're back into well we're not back we're this is the first time we're in the jedi council and guess who's there your mom negative she is not dang it (laughs) it's nick fury yeah (laughs) so um yeah nick fury is part of the jedi council uh and a fun little fact about that actually is that when samuel l jackson was he was promoting a a movie that he was in mentioned just like casually like yeah i would like i want to be in the next star wars movie and the casting director uh, of the star wars movie was like done like and <laughs> got, in, got in contact with him and the rest is history uh we have good we have samuel l jackson in star wars that's how I want to get all my jobs is just to be like yeah i want to do that and somebody's like good you're hired dude um quick side note tom holland Mm -hmm. like in random interviews will be like like i think it'd be cool to play spider-man and then he got spider-man and like he's just (laughs) he just manifests his career and i i could not be prouder of him he was like oh yeah my uh my favorite video game is this cool little game called uncharted uncharted now he's in uncharted Uncharted that comes out next (laughs) month That's how I want to live my life. Yeah, I know. I, if I could live my life where I was like, yeah, I'd love to like be in Star Wars. And then George Lucas called me and was like, hey, kid, we need you in the next Star Wars movie. I'd be like, done. <laughs> Is that how you imagine George Lucas sounds? No. <laughs> I don't know why I gave him that accent. <laughs> why did I turn him into an Italian mobster? <laughs> oh dear uh anyways let's get back on track this is when they decide that sith lords cannot exist they are non-existent they don't uh have physical bodies anymore yeah they say that they're extinct yeah so the jedi council are they're worried about it because the sith are like their mortal enemies they there's a whole there's a whole Jedi Sith war that happened thousands Do of years. Do we ever get to learn about that? Um Is there anything about that? Yeah. There is. Like a whole movie? Mm, not yet. A whole TV show? Not yet. A whole book? Mm, I think so. <laughs> okay. Um Just there's there's a video game that I play that like is based in that time area, like that time period. Is it the one with the guy who looks like the guy from Riverdale? Who? Oh, no. That one takes place yeah, in man. between... That game takes place in between episodes four and five. No, three okay. and four. In between the prequels and the, and the main trilogy. Before Luke. What's that game called? Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. Just, uh, you know, for the listeners who actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, it's a super good game that came <laughs> out, I want to say, 2020. When that game came out, I remember playing it in 2020. Might have been 2019. I don't remember. But it's a really good game. I don't know. Um, Miranda's boyfriend plays it, which is why she knows what it is. Speaking of my boyfriend. (gasps) 
You have one. The other day I walked in the room, I walked into the apartment and he was watching Boba Fett and he like paused it. He and like, I was like, I'll go in the other room, it's fine. He was like, I don't want to give you spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. That's a good show and I'm very Christopher Ben called you cute. Oh my gosh. Christopher. It's okay, I think he's cute. I hope so. Anyways, we can, we can move on. You know who else is in this council room? I was surprised. I was literally about to say, I'm surprised this didn't come up like immediately when we get to the Jedi Council because sure we get, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's Mace Windu and that's exciting. But I was ready for Miranda the second we got to the to the Jedi Council to immediately just why is Yoda I was, here? I was so excited about Nick Fury that it clouded my hatred towards Yoda. Yeah, that's that's fair. But, you know, okay. Okay, so in a past episode, we're going into Yoda here right now. Sorry, pause the movie. Pause every other side diversion track rabbit hole we've gone down. In another episode, I mentioned that I have a list of why Yoda is the worst. She did have that list. One of the bullet points comes from this scene. My bullet point says that he rejects Anakin because of the fear inside him. But Yoda is constantly afraid of all these other people coming in wanting to be Jedis. So who's the hypocrite? Yoda. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point, right? Like the whole the whole point of the Jedi Council is to uh, avoid fear. And they do kind of seem like they're constantly scared. They've blocked themselves up in this tall tower in this world city and just cower in fear of everything that walks in the door. Also, I was thinking about this. Yoda is very much about like the balance of the force and the force brings balance to life and whatever. Mm -hmm. If the force decided that there needs to be that the good side is becoming more powerful than the evil enough that it needs to create another human being who is pure evil yoda should understand that that is going to help bring balance back right yoda should not actively be working towards trying to make good the most powerful because it needs the force needs balance right you're just smiling at me <laughs> <laughs> because this is great <laughs> i just think yoda He's got to be bad because he's trying to make good <laughs> more powerful than evil when the Force needs balance. Adding that to my list. Miranda's list continues to get longer. Done. It's on my list. So Yoda is bad because he wants good to win. <sighs> okay. Um... I've stumped Ben. Either he can't say something that he wants to or he is frustrated by the words coming out of my mouth either way i have won um i okay real quick miranda wanna... 20 ben zero 20 <laughs> one point <laughs> um i want to backtrack real quick okay you mentioned a being of pure evil being created by the force yes who who are you referring to i think it's anakin you think Anakin is a being of pure evil? I do. He doesn't know it yet. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but... <laughs> <laughs> sure. The Force created the Chosen One to bring balance. I just think if there are no more Sith, and in the other movies, there were no more Jedis. So obviously it was unbalanced. Mm -hmm. They needed a new good person to come in. They got Luke. <laughs> he's bringing back the balance in this movie there are no more sith and they've just brought in this new character they have to get that balance back so he has to be evil this is my logic part of what you're saying is like valid right we i think 100 percent of what i'm saying is valid but you know well, you can have your so opinions. we know that there aren't zero <laughs> sith right we have darth maul true i'm okay. going to talk about a book uh, so there's this character named Darth Bane that there was a war happening between the Jedi and the Sith. And Darth Bane realized that they were losing and they were losing badly. And so Darth Bane orchestrated a plan 
to make it so that instead of there being an army of Sith versus an army of Jedi, he created what's called the rule of two. Uh, one Jedi, uh, one master, one apprentice, one to have the power and one to covet it. So the whole point of the Sith now because of him is you've got one master and the only way for your Padawan to become a master is to kill you. Mm. So what was happening and he, he talks about how the Sith, their power is being like, they're becoming, they're slowly becoming weaker and weaker, right? Because you'd have one master that was training six apprentices and for those apprentices mm-hmm. to become the master, to, be, to become masters, they had to kill their master. It started becoming a quantity over quality, where those six apprentices would all team up and kill their master, and then they would all become masters. None of them were strong enough to beat their master one on one, and so he realized that the order was slowly becoming weaker because now you had six masters that were not as strong as the one master, but then they would have six apprentices and those apprentices would not get stronger than the master. They would team up and kill the master. So he killed everyone. A restart button. He hit the reset. <laughs> he literally hits a reset button <laughs> trying to in, in his plan to take all of the Jedi with the Sith that he was killing. Okay. And then he goes into hiding because he knew he wasn't going to kill every Jedi because there was Jedi off planet and whatever. But then he goes into hiding and creates the rule of two. So the two, the Jedi's knowledge at this point, and this isn't canon anymore, but it's kind of like, like we haven't had that addressed since then, like since they've reset Star Wars, uh, it hasn't been addressed. And so that's kind of what people look at when talking about the rule of two until we get something new. This is kind of what we've got. The Jedi now think that the Sith are extinct, but really, instead of him having a giant organization of Sith, he has one apprentice and he starts like a crime syndicate. Ooh. He's got the Black Sons and like all these cartels that work for him. He's a mob he, boss. Pr- pretty much, he becomes a mob boss. For his apprentice to become the next Sith Master, they would need to kill him and take over. Mm. Is that why Nick Fury says that it is impossible for Qui-Gon to take on another apprentice? Does that same, does that rule apply to Jedi? No, no, no. So the Jedi, um, they, they only have one apprentice when they're like in the youngling stage, they like teach like lots of them. But then when it becomes like when they become their apprentice, it's like a one-on-one so that they can like focus all their time and energy into making sure that that, and like, it's the same idea, right? Like, for them to become a for them to become a master, they don't have to kill their Jedi master because that's a big no no. <laughs> but they want to like be able to like focus their teachings all on one person and make sure that they become the best like version of a Jedi that they can. Uh, that's kind of like the whole the whole Sith like doctrine now is there's one like one master one apprentice. So with Darth Maul, we don't know who he is. Like we don't know if he's the master or the apprentice. We as the viewer do because we like see like we we're seeing other things that they don't. Wait, we do? Yeah. Oh, because yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. I thought that he was just his boss, not that he was his master. Who? The guy in the hood that orders Maul to go do Yeah, things? that's his master. That's that his, his master. master. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was just like his boss. So and that like that kind of shows Bane like started like a mob boss, like crime syndicate, right? Like mm-hmm. hires assassins just to kind of push things how he wants them. Uh, we see that with our mysterious hooded figure. We have no idea who it is. The mysterious hooded guy is not ordering a bunch of Sith to go take out the Jedi. He is ordering the Trade Federation to create a blockade to have a power play that we don't know. Like we don't know what his power play is like at this point in the movies, but he's like making power plays and that's his way of doing it now instead of, Hey, I'm going to like start a war and take over. Later, Qui-Gon brings in Anakin to get tested mm-hmm. and Nick Fury's doing like, he's looking at pictures and Anakin's just guessing what's on his iPad and he's correct every time. He's using the force to know. He doesn't know that he's doing it. Wow. Yoda <laughs> decides that nope, this kid is too fearful, and fear 
leads to bad stuff. So bye. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Don't let people live rent-free in your mind, okay? Forgive. Forget. Move on. That's our deep, deep um, advice for today. Oh, <laughs> okay, so the Jedi Council rejects Anakin. Qui-Gon says, JK, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him on as my own. The council says no, and Qui-Gon goes, uh, yeah, I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that later, Obi-Wan's like, you can't defy the council again. Over and over. But yeah, so Qui-Gon says, I'm going to take him on as my Padawan. And they tell him, uh, no, you can't do that because Obi-Wan is your Padawan. But Qui-Gon says that Obi-Wan is ready to be his own Jedi Master, so it's fine. Sorry, Jedi Knight. Qui-Gon says that Obi-Wan is ready for the trials. Is it like they throw him in a ring with a bull? Exactly. It's exactly like, like that. He throws them in. Okay, I raised my th- hand. Hold on. Hold on. Hold I on. Question. Okay. <laughs> I want to make a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. So the Jedi trials are. Um. They. They throw Obi Wan into a ring with a wampa, and the wampa is yes. screaming about snow yes. cones. Yes. <laughs> It walks in, the gate opens, and Welcome it goes, to Welcome to the Himalayas! <laughs> Christopher doesn't think that's very funny, but... <laughs> we gotta learn! You thought you got rid of the Himalayas jokes, they're back. <laughs> okay, serious yeah. note. So you raise serious your hand. note, stop laughing. I raised my hand. So in this scene, they talk about midichlorians again. Mm-hmm. They explain that midichlorians are in every living mm-hmm. thing. So my mind said, if it's in every little thing, everything, it's in yeah. me. Could I focus enough and practice enough to be a Jedi? Can anybody? No. Can a plant turn into a Jedi? Should be able to. Has midichlorians. Everything has midichlorians, right? But to be force sensitive, you have to have a certain amount of midichlorians. Okay, mm. if I took midichlorians from someone else, no, that's not a thing. Used one of those diffusers to separate the midichlorians from their blood. Could I inject myself with more midichlorians? No, and that's the okay. Those are the hard hitting questions that I have. <laughs> So so when this movie came out, a lot of people hated this aspect. Before, like in the original trilogy, the Force is just this like magical, mystical thing. There was no way to explain it. And then in this mm-hmm. movie, they go, well, it's actually because you have these organisms living in your body. So, yeah, Miranda, maybe you could <laughs> diffuse midichlorians out of Yoda's blood and steal all of Yoda's midichlorians to become the most powerful Jedi other than Anakin. I would become a Sith, let's oh, be honest. Boy. <laughs> if I'm out here stealing people's blood to make myself <laughs> into a Jedi, let's be honest with what team I'll be on. All right, guys. So this is the end of the podcast. Uh, I failed. I no. failed as a Jedi Master. My Padawan is evil. I have to kill her now. So we've had this council meeting. We've had this other council meeting. Both the council meetings are done. Queen Amidala decides that she's heading back home because she's done. She's here. sick of it. She Just hates it. Done. She hates the politics. There's nothing else she can do. Right. Yeah, she hates politics. It is not her fighting ground. She's got to go home because people are mm-hmm. dying. So they hop on their ship and they go back to Naboo. Yeah. And when they get there, they realize the Gungans are gone. They don't know where they went. There's the droids coming in to take over. The droids have the city of Thebes. The the droids have they've already taken, taken over. Thebes <laughs> is under their control. It's just a mess. It's a disaster. Queen Amidala had this plan that she was going to team up with the Gungans to fight the Federation. Actually, what her plan is, is that she's going to use the Gungans to distract the droids while she sneaks into the city to capture the head frog. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 
before <laughs> before that plan is really addressed though uh jar jar lets them know that he knows where they went where the gungans are the gungans are in a secret hidey spot yeah Heidi. um they're in their hidey hole so <laughs> they go and just so that everyone is aware when queen amadala left obi-wan and qui-gon were tasked to go with her they are along, They're for, along the for the ride. They did not stay on Coruscant. This is the Qui-Gon gang. Falcon gang part two. They're all on Naboo now. They go to, the, to try and convince the Gungans to help Naboo free Naboo. <laughs> and so we get the, we finally get this, this part where Queen Amidala says, I'm Queen Amidala. And I want your help. And then Padme comes up from behind her and goes, it's a lie. I'm Queen Amidala. And everyone's like, oh, what? Yes. Yeah. Except for Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are like, they just casually smile at each other. Like, eh. Well, yeah. Well, Obi-Wan kind of, Obi-Wan kind of like side eye, like side eyes Qui-Gon. Like what? And Qui-Gon like smirks. And he's like, I knew it the whole time. If he did, maybe. Uh, who knows? If he did, that makes the scene where he's like, the queen trusts me. And she's like, no, she doesn't. That makes that scene better because they both know, <laughs> but they both don't know that each other yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so everyone's kind of shocked and she like apologizes to the Gungans for lying. She tells them like, I needed to have a decoy because people were trying to kill me. Sorry for lying to you. Boss Nass likes this, though. He says that because you do not see yourself as better than us, we will help yeah, you. Yeah, she, like, kneels down and, like, bows in front of them. And he's kind of, like, shocked at first. He's like, we've always thought that Naboo people thought they were better than us. Because some of them probably do. So they all decide to team up. It's a multifaceted plan. You've got three groups. You've got the group of Gungans that are going to go out into this field and stand around and hope that the droids don't kill them. You have the spaceship team that are going to try and steal the spaceships that they own back from the trade federation to fly up and blow up one of their ships that controls all the droids. The third team is a strike force that are going to go catch the frog people. I hate that. I call them that now. Uh, so they're going to go try and capture the head of the Trade Federation because if they get away, they're just going to come back with a second droid army. Good plan. Good plan. Let's go. Go, go team. team. Break. We cut to the Gungans. Uh, they're setting up in this field. They have these giant animals with these devices on their backs that create a shield generator. And we get the army of the Trade Federation like coming down this hill towards them. And they kind of stop and they start shooting cannons at their shield generators. Okay. Here's my thought with this scene. It takes them like 20 minutes to drop all these droids and get them set up. Yeah. While the Gungans are just standing there watching this and they've got these balls of energy that they could just be chucking, taking out droids that are doing nothing. Yeah, they're not very smart. They could have been doing something. <laughs> the droids are setting up. We have our strike team. Their first plan is to go into the hangar to get the pilots so the pilots can go into space. Qui-Gon points to Anakin and says... Find somewhere to hide. Don't come out. And yeah. Anakin <laughs> says, all right. And he hides in a spaceship. Qui-Gon even sees him get into the spaceship and goes, stay there. Stay in, stay in, stay that, in, stay that. in that cockpit. And Anakin's like, I got you. <laughs> all right, I will. So they're all walking towards this door. <laughs> and then the best, I'm sorry, the best Star Wars music of all time starts playing. This is... I will have to go back and listen because oh. I don't know it off the top oh. of my head. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this and like... In Is it like... I can hear it in my head. I can't say it out of my mouth. <laughs> Probably. So the the <laughs> best Star Wars music change my mind you can't uh duel of the fates duel so the the song is called duel of the fates that starts playing queen amidala takes her little group and she says to qui-gon and obi-wan uh we'll take the long way so mm -hmm. now we have four teams i can't decide this is either my first or my second favorite star wars like lightsaber fight ever what's your other one have we seen it yet we have not oh wait you said something about 
like the third. yeah so uh the third movie so we're we've, we're still a little bit away away from uh from that scene uh where my other favorite lightsaber fight is we'll have to rank lightsaber fights oh sometime. we will 100 percent. i'm sorry but the original trilogy is not high on this list <laughs> <laughs> I think it gets some merit because, you know, it's iconic. But other than that, when you compare Darth Vader and Obi-Wan going click, click, click. Thanks, Nick Gillard. Yeah, Nick Gillard. Shout out to you, dude. (laughs) You know, going into this movie, I'm going to expect not two, but three people to just tap sticks together. And then all of a sudden we get this red demon of a man doing backflips and front flips and his lightsaber is like dual lightsaber yeah, double thing. bladed two blades and he starts doing flips and tricks and spins and you're like this is not at all what I was expecting. <laughs> We get this super awesome lightsaber fight for the rest of the, like, for pretty much the rest of the movie. Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul, they're all fighting, and they're slowly moving into this, like, generator room. There's these, like, giant beams of energy. Yeah, I didn't understand what those were. Just doors, just to make the fight interesting. They were like, let's put, oh, what if there were no, six? Oh, no, not, not, the, not the red things. Whoa. Like, the giant, like, purple pillars oh, okay. of energy. Okay, that that's just decoration. Uh, okay. I mean, it's, it's the energy, but sure. They're, like, doing jumps and flips up to different platforms, and uh, Darth Maul is like kicking Obi-Wan off of platforms and they're slowly moving towards this room because Obi-Wan got kicked off this platform. He's like behind uh, like quite a bit and he's like rushing to try and catch up. And then these energy fields start closing Obi-Wan Qui-Gon and Darth Maul all get separated into these like three different sections. Darth Maul, he's like hitting the, the, the barriers with his lightsaber and he's pacing back and forth a lot. Obi-Wan's like standing there like very like tense. He's like ready yeah, he's to like go. Ready. He's kind of bouncing a little. Qui-Gon is the most relaxed and calm and he, he sits down and he closes his eyes and he meditates and like centers himself. Obi-Wan's like tense and like ready to run. These doors start opening. The fight continues and they keep progressing to the circular chamber room. Obi-Wan gets to the last one and he just has to sit and watch as Qui-Gon and Maul are fighting. Qui-Gon is doing his his thing and then Maul stabs him through the chi- like through the stomach. I honestly wasn't expecting that and so I audibly gasped when I watched it. Did you? It. Yeah, I was I was I'm curious. I also like, like Liam Neeson, so <laughs> I don't know if this is true anymore, but at the time that this movie came out, this is the first time Liam Neeson has ever been killed on screen. Wow. Yeah. So Darth Maul is the first person to ever kill Liam Neeson. Every other time Liam Neeson kills everyone else. (laughs) Then we get Obi-Wan screaming no, because he just watched his master get killed right in front of him. The song that I was talking about that I love so much is called Duel of the Fates. This song, it's like the fates fighting over over Anakin. If Qui-Gon survives this fight, Qui-Gon raises and teaches Anakin. It solidifies him being a Jedi. If Darth Maul wins, which he did. Technically. Well, so he did. He wins the fight, right? Like while that song is playing, because the song changes. When Darth Maul wins, it kind of solidifies the path that Anakin is going to be on. Dun, dun, dun. But anyways, so Qui-Gon dies, the the door opens up, and Obi-Wan runs in there and is fighting Maul. Obi-Wan isn't like gets kicked down into the shaft and he's holding onto this thing and his light like he watches his lightsaber fall down the shaft and darth maul standing above him swinging his lightsaber at the ground making sparks fall on him and obi-wan looks over and sees qui-gon's lightsaber and he pulls himself up flips over darth maul pulls qui-gon's lightsaber into his hand turns it on slices Darth Maul in half. And then kicks him into the shaft. Well, Darth Maul just kind of like gasps and then falls backwards into the shaft and his legs and torso separate. And then he runs over to Qui-Gon and... Qui-Gon makes Obi-Wan promise to train Anakin. And while this is all happening... And then Yeah, and then then dies. (laughs) And so while that was all... (laughs) While that was all happening, Padme and her little strike force, they're shooting droids. Anakin is still with them at this point. Droidicas roll out. And Anakin says, like, I have to help them. So he starts pushing random buttons. It's autopiloting him out of this hangar. 
he shoots the droidicas for padme as he's going and then he just takes off like he's gone (laughs) Uh, padme and her group are able to then progress and they go up and they use these ascension cables to climb up they get captured uh gunray is like aha i finally have you to sign my treaty and then we get her decoy that runs over and is like I'll never sign your treaty. Pew, pew, pew. And then like runs <laughs> off. And, and then Viceroy is like, this isn't the queen. This is a fake. And so he sends all of his guards after the decoy. After the so decoy. The decoy runs off and all of his guards leave. So it's just him, Padme, and like Padme's group. And so Padme like walks over to the chair, like her, her throne, clicks the chair, and just, just starts pulls pulling out, some out guns. guns from the chair. Just like <laughs> guns for everyone, handing them out. You get a gun. You get a gun. You so get a they, gun. You two do not get guns. They seal the doors, and she's like, "Now you'll sign my treaty." So the scene Queen Amidala section is not as intense as the lightsaber duel, but I love that a. Everyone using the guns looks like they don't know how to shoot a gun. They're just waving their arms around shooting. <laughs> Two, I love that when they do the the ascension uh-huh. thing from one window to the next, they all line up. They all like synchronize their shot and then all of them at the same time go up. And then at the next window, they all crowd to the side because they don't want to get shot through the window. <laughs> they were like, okay, guys, we're going to do this cool thing, but then you got to get out of the way yeah, or you're going to yeah. die. It's, it's a lot less like intense and crazy because it's not a lightsaber duel and there's not intense, crazy music playing and like all this stuff happening. But it's like super important. They needed to capture the Viceroy, right? While they were, you know, the Jedi were doing their thing and Queen Amidala was doing her thing, uh, we we cut back to the Gungans and we've got this army of droids walking towards them. They just stand there. Like Miranda (laughs) said, like they just stand there and like let these droids like waltz into their shield. Because the shields don't stop the physical droids. It just stops their blasters. So they literally just walk in the front door. One of the droids accidentally shoots the power generator. So that blows up. And then those all go down. And then the general like whistles and like tells everyone to retreat. So they're all running away. And all of this bad stuff is happening. Tanks start shooting at them. Jar Jar is tossing yeah. these like energy balls that make stuff blow up. He's just like randomly throwing them and being clumsy and all around problematic. <laughs> we get like part where he's holding on to the barrel of a tank and the tank's like swinging him around. Yeah. And <laughs> the other Gungan guy is trying to help Jar Jar, but Jar Jar won't let go of the, the gun. <laughs> yeah, the gun. And he's just swinging and the guy's trying to like grab him, but then Jar Jar pulls the guy off of his animal and then they get captured. But <laughs> The guy tosses him one of these orbs and Jar Jar's like tossing it in his hands like hoo, 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 and then like accidentally throws it back as the like pilot of the tank peeks his head out, kills the pilot. So then the tank yeah. starts like swerving and like cutting these huge gashes in the ground. <laughs> Jar Jar gets th- grabs that guy's hand and then like drops, but then like didn't jump. And so he like pulls him off of his animal and they get captured. The Gungans just kind of lose. It's just an all around mess. <laughs> If it wasn't for Anakin, all of these droids would have had them. While this, like, while the droids are being distracted, and Anna, and you know Padme is climbing up the, the building, Anakin uh, R two is with Anakin and is like, um, we can't leave. Once again, is just dragged along on this adventure. <laughs> that he's like, wait, we should really not. Yeah, R two is like, what if? Hold on, what if we don't do this? Crazy idea. We don't. We don't do it. Um, and, uh, Anakin's like, uh, actually, Qui-Gon told me to stay in this cockpit, so that's what I'm gonna do. And he just takes off. He's like, I'm in the cockpit. He didn't say- The autopilot's on, and I don't know how to turn it off, so- I didn't do it. And so- (laughs) Anakin flies up and he's yelling at R2 to get the autopilot turned off because the autopilot's going to kill them. He's flying around and he's like, oh, let's try spinning. So he like tilts his control and just starts spinning out of control. I like that it's not like a gentle, okay, we're going to gently roll into this. It's just like, okay, here we go. He's like taking the the control and he's not like, let's slowly turn this right to try spinning it. He's like, and we're going to turn it as far to the right as possible. It just starts barrel roll (laughs) spinning through space and he's screaming. (laughs) 
<laughs> he gets into the the control ship. He crashes and like his ship loses power and he slowly like slides and takes out a couple of droids as he's going. And he's just sitting there like, uh-oh, this is bad. His ship dies. Yeah, his ship is just like dead, like no power at all. And he's like sitting there like fiddling with controls. And R2 is like over there, like helping him trying to get the ship back on. And the ship finally gets on and Anakin's like, there's a droid right in front of me. I'm going to try to shoot it. So he shoots it, misses, hits the power generator. All of the pilots are like, what is going on? None of our guns are strong enough to do this to this ship. Like, this shouldn't be happening. Because they just see the ship all of a sudden start, like, blowing up. Yeah, like, from the inside, just, like, exploding. It's like, what is going... That's not, like, we're not doing that. Like, what's happening? And then Anakin, like, flies out, and and everyone's all excited. And completely on accident, Anakin blows up the ship. Which causes all of the robots to shut down and saves everybody. Yeah. Except Qui-Gon. Except for Qui-Gon. Womp, womp, womp. Rest Rest in peace, peace, Qui-Gon. Right before everyone is well, so we everyone lands. There's this huge celebration happening. There's like a parade. Palpatine is there, and he tells Padme like, "Oh, I'm the new Chancellor." We then get this scene where they're cremating Qui Gon. Anakin is there with Obi Wan, and the Jedi Council is there, and Palpatine is there, and like all of this different stuff. Mace Windu, which is uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, leans over. Yep, Nick Fury, Fury uh, leans over and says to, I think he says to Yoda. Oh, yeah, they're talking about the Sith Lords. Yeah, he's, the they're, Sith. so they're talking about like how they defeated the Sith Lords. And then this is when Mace Windu mentions, like, well, was it the Master or was it the Apprentice? Like, how are we, like, how do we know? So after that, we, we cut to uh, this this parade celebration where they march up. Like all the Gungans are walking into the city and they walk up these gigantic stairs and Padme hands Boss Nass this like weird purple glowy orb. I don't know what is it, it is. Was it not the same energy orbs that they had in the fields? Mm-mm. No, it's just as okay. weird. Like, cause those are like blue and like not see-through. This one was just like, you know, those, oh, okay. uh, like those weird clear balls where like talking. when you touch, like when you touch it, like light, the, like, like electricity, like, like sparks yeah. to your finger. <laughs> yeah. He like lifts like a giant one of those up into the air and it's, everyone's celebrating and then it cuts to, uh, the credits. I don't know if you have watched all of the credits. Have you? Like a Marvel movie? Um, Not like all the way through? Yeah. Not in a long time. Okay, I'm sitting there doing my notes. I'm just letting the credits roll as I finish up my thoughts. Is there an end credit scene? Structure stuff. There is not, but... Oh, okay. I was about to... (laughs) I was about to hang up on you, run to my bedroom, and turn on Star Wars. No. Um, so the, the end credits roll, the last one goes up, and then you just hear Darth Vader's breathing. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, That's so awesome. I'm sitting there I'm sitting there by myself doing my notes, and then also that I just hear like <sighs> I was like, what is it? <laughs> happening that is so cool so that's a thing (laughs) so there's a little spoiler for the rest of the movie like like obviously we know but like we know darth vader's gonna become darth vader but that was a fun little note go listen to that yeah i'm gonna have to okay so as we were going through these four different scenes i kind of thought about it each one as we went through them got less and less serious i guess you had the first one the lightsabers where it was super intense there was a lot of emotion in it there's a lot of symbology behind the fight and the music and then you have padme where it's a little less serious there's not so much depth to it but it still is important that it happens then you have just the funny scene of jar jar fumbling mm-hmm. through a war and then you yep. have another funny scene of anakin stumbling and accidentally destroying a ship i think it's interesting we split it up and talked about them separately but in the movie they're all mixed together mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's interesting that even though they're all mixed together and you jump from one emotion to the next they don't lose their significance yeah um, yeah, yeah from themselves that's the end of phantom menace i've finished the third star wars movie yeah miranda's third star wars movie ever so miranda um we've yep. had one of our listeners mention that this is their favorite segment of our podcast really yeah did i miss that no you were there was that you on facebook no no it was oh. in person was it in person oh yeah jason jason so jason <laughs> so we're going to go to our fa- uh 
a fan favorite segment where Miranda guesses what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. let's go. Let's do it. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to like form this into a coherent, like, and I, then I think this is going to happen. And then I think this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So these are just my ideas. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you this real quick. Yep. We do, we do time skip. Yes, I was just going to say that. You told me a while ago that it was like a 10-year jump or something like that. Yeah, something like, it's something like – it's like pretty drastic. Like uh, Anakin is no longer nine. He's like – 19. In his like – yeah, he's like – 17. 19 to like mid-20s. Like he's somewhere okay. between 19 and probably like 24, 23. So just so that, you know, you're not like, yes, little boy Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um. Okay, so you talked about the difference between a Jedi Knight and a Jedi Master. Mm-hmm. And I think that Anakin is going to become a Jedi Knight. In my mind, a classic knight story is that knights are sent off to protect princesses. So I think Anakin's going to get assigned to protect Padme. Okay. And that's how they're going to become you know, close. They're going to fall in love, all that stuff. We know that Luke's last name is Skywalker. So I'm assuming he's obviously Anakin's son. Mm-hmm. There's the assumption that, or maybe it's not an assumption. Maybe in my mind, I just automatically am like, yeah, Padme is his mother. Okay. What I'm trying to say is that I think Anakin and Padme have an illegitimate child named Luke Skywalker. They send Luke off to go live with this other dude. They call him Luke's uncle. Anakin doesn't have siblings, so I don't know if they're actually related. I think he's just some dude that Anakin gave his illegitimate child to. Then... Padme can't be with Anakin. And she goes and marries someone with the last name Organa. Okay. And with that dude, she has Leia. Okay, so that's your guess for Anakin. Do you have any guesses on what's going to happen? So the name, you know, because you're going to know the name of the movie. The name of the movie is... Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. I I had a guess for this. I believe Senator Palpatine is the next villain. In in this movie. In this next movie, you think Palpatine is the villain? In this next movie, I think he's the main villain. I think he goes, what if, you know, maybe these other villains are coming in trying to fight whoever the good guys and they're just losing. And Senator Palpatine's like, guys, the way to defeat them is to make them fight themselves. So he's like, okay, we're going to test people for metachlorians testing these are air quotes testing people really what he's doing is stealing their blood so that he could steal their dna so that he can create clones to then have a army to go fight the jedi with themselves attack of the clones all right (laughs) interesting (laughs) interesting theories um i am excited to watch this next movie and talk about it with you uh interesting okay right well uh (laughs) For for any of our listeners that do not know Star Wars, uh, go ahead and email us over at JediMasterClassPod at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Instagram or on, uh, you can, well, yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we want to know what you think is going to happen. But also, if you have already seen Star Wars, go ahead and message us with what you think of Miranda's uh, predictions. idea predictions. <laughs> because I like I'm I'm very entertained by like I'm entertained by this entire podcast like by like being a part of this entire thing. But listening to you uh, kind of predict what you think is going to happen in like the next episode is one of my favorite things. <laughs> I'm glad because <laughs> I think about them. I think about them as like I'm watching the movies. I'll hear like one word, and I'm like, "Oh, run with that! We're gonna do that. That's what's <laughs> happening in the next movie." <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to us over here at Jedi Master Class. Don't forget to leave us rating and reviews. Let us know what your favorite segment or part of the of our episodes are. We just want to know what parts you enjoy, what parts we should maybe spend a little more time on. Mm-hmm. We also kind of changed up the structure of our episode today. I don't know if you guys noticed that. We did a lot more rabbit holes, a lot less detail of telling you what happened in the movie. Let us know if you liked that. Yeah, if you want us to 
do more rabbit holes and kind of like talk about like different parts of Star Wars, let us know if you liked it more. If you like it more, having us be like very detail oriented and like following and explaining what exactly is happening in the movie, let us know because we can we can do both either or or, you know, whatever we can we can kind of focus on what you guys would rather have us focus on. Because ultimately, this is this is a podcast for you guys. You know, it's fun for us to make, but ultimately, we want it to be entertaining for you. Real quick, though, because I am curious. Miranda. Yeah. Favorite and least favorite characters. Go. Oh, dang. Uh, least favorite, Jar Jar and uh, Boss Nass. Um, favorite, Queen Amidala. There you go. Boom. Done. Uh, favorite <laughs> for me is Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon. I... I, I don't know. I love the Jedi. Ooh, I, think really I would cool. be down for a Qui-Gon spinoff, but only if it's Liam Neeson. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't want to say this for certain because I don't know for sure. But I think Liam Neeson has said, given the chance, he would come back to Star Wars. Yes. So, eh, eh, possibilities. Eh, possibilities. Uh, we are getting a Obi-Wan spinoff TV show. So why not Qui-Gon? Yeah, let's go. Or at the very least, hopefully Qui-Gon will appear in like a flashback in the Obi-Wan show or something. Who knows? That would be good too. That would be good. Least favorite for me, uh, Jar Jar. Not because I think, well, he's kind of annoying, but whatever. Hey, I know we're (laughs) trying to sign off here and be done with this thousand Uh year long episode, but a while ago in the past episode, you said that there was one character that everybody hates that you don't hate as much. Do you, Probably Jar Jar. Do you Jar. remember that? Okay. Like, I don't like Jar Jar, but I don't like despise his character. Like, I realize I that he's there. He's not in this movie. That's fair. <laughs> but you know who else I would be happy if was not in this movie? Yoda. Bingo. All right. <laughs> You're done. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> Grounded jail prison. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful morning, night, evening, day, life, existence, whatever you're having, and may the force be with you. Jedi Masterclass was created and hosted by Ben Renlisbacher and Miranda Bailey, edited and produced by Miranda Bailey, and music by Augusto Denez.